Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to a new brand new podcast with me, Carl Maloney, host of The Shindig. Guests are back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we had a couple of weeks off till we, since we rejigged everything and got the new year out of the way. Yeah, later on, guys, we've got the full 55 minutes. We have a right good chat. Interview, stroke chat, catch up, shoot the chip with artist Megan Wynn. Loved every minute of it. Top lass. Thanks again for Megan for joining us. Uh, that's coming up shortly on the podcast. But as per episode, I'd like to have a little chat with you all first. Check that you're all okay. See how you are. So we're in a new week, ladies and gentlemen. It's been busy at RGM. We've been looking back. Like we do. Uh, and this week on RGM, Bowie fans, we've been celebrating what would have been his 75th birthday this week on RGM. Like, we put a feature out looking back at Blackstar and how he passed away and, uh, you know, the story behind Bowie. It's fascinating read. We've had loads of interviews and reviews from mu- musicians, obviously. It's music. What am I talking about? We've had a, Johnny, a review for Johnny Brown. Been looking back at Ar- the Arctic Monkeys' first ever gig back at the Grapes in Sheffield. When they supported my band, believe it or not. So yeah, I wrote a, le- a little uh, feature on RGM just about what happened on the night and how it all was. It's a story I've dined on for many a year and continue to do so because everybody's interested in it. So delve into the uh, RGM.press and have a look at that if you're interested. We've had a new RGM Recommends post. Now, I love these. RGM Recommends are basically five different reviews from five different bands all into one. Um, and it's the free option that we offer on RGM. So if you're interested, if you're not bothered about paying for stuff, that's fine. We offer free uh, reviews on RGM as well. Just look on the site and submit. And what we try and do with these is we try and get as much exposure as possible for the artist. And the main reason for that is that you know, it, there's, there's five different reviews and five different bands within one link, right? So the thought process behind that is, oh, and one of the bands are usually from an international audience as well, so they could be from America or Australia or Canada or that kind of stuff. So when each band shares the review, in turn, you know, their fans will be introduced to the other bands that are within the link, if you get me. So if each, five, if, if each five band shares the link, which we encourage them to do, then every band on that page will get access to a new audience. Did I explain that very well? Well, just have a look on the sites. RGM recommends. We're trying to get one out, at least one out a week of those. Um, just to try and share the love. And, you know, it's all free, guys. It's all free. So, are we ready for a chat, guys? I am. 
Yeah, it's been a great week. It's, it's a lot slower than what it was at the end of the year. Things aren't picked up yet. There's, you know, there's not as many releases at the minute. We've just been busy booking podcast guests and getting, um, getting some great chats for the airways for you to listen to each Monday. So again, thanks for listening to us and tuning in, guys. It's very much appreciated. If you are a band and an artist and you want to publish your music, we can help you with that as well. We can offer you a 30-day free trial through Ditto, our sponsor for the month of January. Uh, so within the description of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, you can click on the link. It takes you straight to where you sign up with Ditto, 30 days free, where you can reach more fans to a global audience, get your music on Spotify, uh, TikTok, Amazon, Apple, all those places. You keep 100% of the royalties uh, when you sign up, guys. So you control your destiny and have all the rights to your music. Um, you know, have a, have a look. It's, it's an option for you, is what I'd say. Yeah, the, the video version of the podcast, I've dropped a bit of a bollock this week. When, when I interviewed our Megan, who's coming up next, I recorded it. Uh, I've got a new laptop, right? And I don't think I've, I've done my settings right. So when I, when I thought I could see Megan in front of me on Zoom, but when I went back to the recording after, it had only recorded me. So that's a bit annoying. Nobody wants to see me. Everybody wants to see the artist, obviously. Um, so the it will still be on YouTube, but it's a picture of our Megan, and we have a great chat. So if you prefer, it's still going to be on YouTube, basically. If you if you're interested in viewing us and engaging with the podcast that way, it's still going to be available. But something went wrong technically, so I apologise for that. But it's one of those things, isn't it? Yeah, keep up to date on the podcast through our Twitter page as well at RGM Pod plenty of things planned for TikTok we keep going as a magazine we're bringing stuff out every day for you the music loving community we're just having a good time doing it so let's crack on and here we are with our first guest of 2022 Megan Wynn hi mate hi how are you proper sound mate you yeah, I'm good, thanks, yeah. Nice thanks for one. having me. Nice one. You've been busy, haven't you, lately? I keep, I've, I've yeah, seen, I've seen, no, I've seen <laughs> no, but Megan Wynn all over internet. It's been great. <laughs> love to hear it. That's, <laughs> that's what we love to hear, yeah. <laughs> no, we, we love people that work hard and, you know, every every time I do start to notice somebody, um, you know, really being talked about and um, seeing, you know, seeing loads of different people mentioning the same name, I always like to have a chat with you and invite you down to the podcast. So I'd like to get to know you a little bit first before we get into the music bit, if that's all right, Megan. Yeah, yeah, of course. So let's go right back to the start. Young Megan growing up in Wales, was it? Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm from Anglesey, which is um, a little island at the top of Wales. It's like, yeah, it's, you know, middle of nowhere. (laughs) Grew up in a little town. Um, I think there's like thousand maybe two thousand people in the town i grew up like it's very very small yeah um you know family lives next door kind of thing mm. um and yeah that's basically where i grew up and right by the beach and lovely little place and yeah, yeah but i live in manchester now so yeah. very different <laughs> yeah no I, i'm uh, i moved to manchester myself what is it about manchester that attracts people to it I don't know. I think it's, well, I've always loved Manchester, mm. like, because 
obviously where I'm from, there's like no music scene or anything. There's no mm. like music venues. Yeah. So if I wanted to go to a gig when I was younger, I'd always have to travel up to like Liverpool or Manchester. Mm. And for some reason, we'd always come to Manchester over Liverpool, even though Liverpool's closer. Right. So I think it's always been like, oh, I want to do music, then I'll just go to Manchester because that's where it kind of started yeah. for me. So yeah. So 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 absolutely nothing in Anglesey for a young musician looking to or or just a young girl wanting to go to gigs there's nothing there at all really no nah, well there's a there's like a few things but it's um I mean I kind of did them all when I was like in a Welsh band so there's like a local radio station mm. which is amazing plays you know the best tunes and stuff um called Mon FM the class mm. um but other than that, there's like sometimes they put like a little festival on, but it's you know it's it's nothing like I wouldn't even call it a festival myself. Like it's just yeah. like people singing. But I mean, it's okay. class. Like it's very weird. What on the back of like a, that, a truck or something like that? You know, on the back yeah, of a pub so or something like, like that. Or? So there's like in in the centre of the town where I'm from. Mm. Um, not that it's a big town or anything. It's very small. Um, there's like a hotel and it's called the bull um and they've got like a little courtyard and they put like i think it's the first weekend of june it usually happens but obviously it's not happened now for a few years because of covid but um yeah and like i've played it a few times and it's it's called gwil kebney um and yeah it's like a little welsh festival it's it's weird it's like you don't buy tickets or anything it's just like you kind of just show up and everyone's just drunk and it's you know chance to see everyone but yeah so you said that's it (laughs) you said you were in a welsh band talk me through what what was the welsh band you were in oh god i'm I'm not gonna give you the name because i really don't want people searching okay fair enough but um yeah i was i think i was 12 or 13 Mm. and um I've kind of been writing music all my life but nothing good or anything but like when I was I think I was 12 13 I started taking music like seriously and then I was doing like opera lessons and stuff and then I was like I I don't listen to opera like why why am I just doing opera so um why why were you just doing opera um I started when I was 10 I think but why opera what what made that happen? Um, opera. Um, I think it's just kind of like a thing in Wales. Oh, okay. And I, I just, I mean, I wanted like to kind of get in the industry and that's the kind of the only way I kind of mm. knew how to get into the industry in Wales. So yeah. I was like, oh, I'll do opera. And I loved it. I mean, I always lo- I've always loved classical music anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of why I did opera. I love it anyway. I, I got into music by starting in a brass band. Oh, that's and, fun. And, and what I, did you play? A uh, tenor horn. I used to play a cornet, Ooh. but they, they told me my lips weren't the right shape to play it. I so love I, that. So I had to play a bigger instrument, and that's how I got into it. My dad used to, my dad were in the band, and I started it as a kid. Got okay at it. Got trials for Sheffield and that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it, how music draws you in one way, and then you end up going a different way with yeah. it. Well, so this Welsh band I was in, um, it's kind of, I mean, it was Welsh rock, but it was like the cringiest thing ever. Like, was it original it was, stuff? Yeah, yeah. It was all okay. like, um, 
original stuff and um yeah so the, the guitarist in that band i think she'd only been playing for like a few months um but it was it was very much like kids just getting together and making music yeah. i mean it was fun like and we did a lot of gigs and um we weren't the worst thing in the world but it's also nothing i want people to think it's it's okay. mostly the fashion sense i just don't want people to see pictures from what i was wearing at oh that i'm time. dying like, to ask you for the name megan oh it's not having it. Nah, it's okay, bad. Fair enough. I, I still follow them on Instagram if you want to like. <laughs> okay, have a spy. Me and find out, right, but okay. you can do that yourself. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. So, what <laughs> what do you like doing away from music then? Um, do you know what? There's not much I like outside the music because mm. it's always been like the thing I love the most. Um, but I, I quite like art. Like, I'm, I'm not mm. very good at it. But my mum's an artist. She did all these pictures oh, you can wow. see in the back there. Yeah. Um, so I've always been surrounded by art and, you know, paint and all that. So I guess I I do that a lot when I'm, when I'm bored and kind of music stressing me out, I'll go, right, I'm going to paint something. So I I like to do that. And then I like football. Yeah. (laughs) That's it really. Um, I'm not like a, I I couldn't name you like every single player in the world, but I used to play for Wales when I was, when I was a kid. Um, what position did you play? But not centre back. Okay. <laughs> the worst centre back in the world. I don't know how. I don't know how I even was on even a field. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I mean, I still watch it and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, great banter. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty much all I like. <laughs> oh, it's uh, how how old are you? If you don't mind me asking, at the minute, Megan. I'm seventeen. Seventeen. So you know, I'm yeah, forty-three. Yeah. So um, I, I'd class that as young. I don't know what to say. The, I, I don't know what <laughs> yeah. to say these days about you know, like what's appropriate speaking to people these days. I'm always like, uh, what do I? What am I allowed to say and what am I not allowed to say? I'm more aware <laughs> of it these days than than, than ever because it's. I think it's just right to have that consideration with people, isn't it? But uh, you know, yeah, as a relatively yeah. young age, seventeen, to have. Uh, an interest and and to have found something that you're passionate about this early because I, I when I was 17 I was just drinking cider in a park I had no direction <laughs> I, 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 I just I just were I, di- I didn't have what you have now and that's some kind of like passion and direction for the stuff yeah well I think like growing up in Wales mm. you kind of you have to find something that you love otherwise yeah. I think you just get absolutely bored at your brains and like I often see like those that kind of don't have a passion for something or don't mm. have something to focus on like they easily go down the wrong path because there isn't absolutely nothing there for you to kind of yeah. have that focus if you don't find it yourself but like I don't think music was ever like a kind of thing where I was kind of looking for something mm. um like it's always been since I was a baby I've always loved singing like I think from when I was like three years old, there's like videos of me like standing on. We have we have like a bucket freezer where you like uh-huh. you lift the top, and I used to stand on that and like sing like Lincoln Park and stuff. <laughs> Into um, a freezer. What? Sorry. Into a freezer, or you used to yeah, stand so on. It's like you used to sing inside. It's like a massive. Oh, go on. Top. Go on. And uh, I used to stand on it because obviously I was only like three, so I could oh. stand on top of it without banging my head. Um. <laughs> But yeah, and then I used to give like everyone like a gig, and if they weren't yeah. listening to me, I'd go absolutely like fuming. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So I guess 
that kind of passion for music has always been there. It's never been something I've had to find. Well, my next question was going to be, when did you get the urge to get into music? But that's it, isn't it? You're, you know, you're, yeah. that little freezer moment you had there at three-year-old. Exactly, yeah. But I think I properly got into music. Um, I mean, I'd always wanted to do it, but I didn't really believe that I could or mm. knew that of, of like people. Basically, I didn't realise as a kid that these like famous musicians you see were once just normal people. Mm. I mean, they still are just normal people, yeah. but I didn't realise that they had just started off the same as everybody else. And I don't know why, but when I was like 10, I think I was just like, right, I'm, I'm just going to do it because why not? Mm. Um, which is why I started opera and then obviously got into bands and stuff. And then, yeah, here I am. <laughs> it is when, when you're young, then you think about, because I've, I've always been fascinated with what's it, what, what's it really like backstage at a festival. When in reality, it's just a few portaloos, maybe a table with some booze <laughs> on it, and it's not very glamorous at all. And you see people, and since I've been doing the magazine and speaking to more, uh, I don't know, celebrities or famous people or whatever, they are, you, you do see the real side of them, which I, which I love sharing people because... When you when you're younger, you, you see them as something different, don't you? You see them in a, in a different light when they are just normal people. They've just yeah, yeah. worked so hard for however how many years for for them to be in a privileged position to you know perform and make money and have a living through through music. It's just it happens to us all when we're young, doesn't it? We have that view of people yeah, and celebrities yeah. and that kind of stuff, which I suppose. It's probably not the healthiest thing to have to not have the, but you're young, so you don't know. So yeah, exactly. What's I, do? I mean, I don't know what clicked in me to realize that they were just normal people. Mm. I think, like, because I've been going to gigs since I was six. Yeah. So once I kind of realized and met a few musicians when I was younger, that's, I think that's when I realized that they aren't like these, just like, like super people so massive people that's <laughs> yeah. so out of reach like yeah. they're not they're just normal people with like yeah. abnormal jobs i guess yeah but yeah i mean it's it's mad <laughs> yeah well what, uh, I, we had a guest on the podcast and i met you down in manchester down at the andrew cushing gig recently oh, and in fact i didn't yeah, see you because yeah. you were down the front all the time and i'm too old to be down the front <laughs> So I didn't see, but you were, you were, you were, and and, uh, I met you at the RGM live gig and and you came to watch Spangled and that was the first time I've seen you in real life and that kind of stuff. Um, And a a previous guest we had, Andrew Cushing, who you supported that night down at Yes in Manchester. Um, On one of the previous episodes of the podcast, so delve into the archives and have a listen. He, he credits himself to uh, making your career, Megan. How, how would you reply to Andrew about that? I mean, he, he kind of did. Um, so he's not. So, so he's not exaggerating it in any way at all. He's he, he's, he's made you as he Megan. Well, <laughs> kind of. So yeah. I mean, I'm not going to credit him for a songwriter or anything yes. like that. <laughs> yeah, don't. Do um, that. He's a ten times better songwriter than I ever will be. But um, God, I'm, I'm really like giving him the credit here. Like okay. God, it's, it'll be going to his head. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, but, it definitely will, but. I'd like to hear your side of it, though. <laughs> yeah, so um, I don't even know how me and Andrew met. Not a clue, but I think I mean, we just kind of got to speaking, um, like, online and stuff on Instagram. 
And um, I think we were just talking about music and he was like, oh, like, why were you in the studio the other day? And I was like, oh, I was recording my song. And he was like, oh, no way, like, let me hear it. And like that was like the most nervous I'd ever been because mm. like at, at that time, I didn't really didn't really know anyone in the industry and I knew obviously he was in the industry. Yeah. Um, and I was so nervous to see what he like <laughs> thought of the song because I was like, oh, like, that's so weird. Like, he's the only person I've really shown mm. this song to was like my mom and my dad and stuff. Um, but now he loved it. And then he shared it with like this feeling and stuff, which is mm. kind of like how I got like my headline show and Isla White Festival and all that stuff. So yeah, it's kind of thanks to him. So maybe if you never send that email, I would not be here right now. So thanks, Andrew. <laughs> well, you, you've got to drive yourself. Yeah. Well done to Andrew for like, taking that extra step and supporting you. Um, but you've got, there's a drive in you that would have made something happen anyway. Eh? I, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd hope so. I, I've always, I'm always kind of like the person that's like, <laughs> when somebody tells me like, I can't do something, I will like go yes. out of my way to create a point that I can't do it just to prove them wrong. So I think like I, I would have kind of really pushed for my music anyway. Yeah. I mean, I, I have been since I was like 10. So, yeah. Thanks, how, Andrew. For how, yeah, talking. thanks, Andrew. Um, how, are you, <laughs> how are you approaching the music industry now? So what kind of, what, what's your plan? What, 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 where, where do you feel you are at the minute and where do you think the next stage is for, for you as an artist? Um, I mean, I feel like I'm at a weird stage right now because obviously, like, I've played major festivals. But I'm also like still doing like little pub gigs sometimes mm. for like, I mean, just because it's something to do. And so it's kind of a weird stage because, and, and I feel like every band that's kind of at the same stage as me, I feel like we're all kind of at the weird thing where somebody's like, oh, are you big? And it's like, I'm not big. But they're like, but you've played a major festival. And it's like, yeah, mm. but I'm also doing a pub gig on a Friday night. It's like, mm. it, it's weird, but. Hopefully this year. I mean, I've got a new song coming out next month, which I'm really excited for. Um, yeah, and then I, I think we're doing a headline tour um, around a few cities. So I think that would be like Manchester, London, Cardiff, Liverpool, maybe Newcastle, something like that. Is, um, that, is that with this feeling then? Is that is that a gig with them? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, it will be, yeah. I mean, it's it's all in talks at the moment. We just it literally was just mentioned last week. Yeah, sure. Um, but that'll be happening this year. Um, but yeah, I guess like this year, I just I'm I'm aiming to have like three or four songs out by the end of the year. Mm. Um, and yeah, just playing like major festivals and well, not even just major festivals, just like as much gigs as I can really. Yeah, are more um, people are, are more people asking you now to play than. It, has it become a little bit easier that way, where it's not so much of a struggle to get onto a bill? It's it's picking the right gigs. Yeah. Is it is that something a stage you're at as well? Yeah, definitely. So I mean, I've kind of this sounds really weird, but I've kind of never struggled to get gigs mm. because, um, because like it was basically only lockdown I started pushing like myself out there and mm. like you know. I started like putting little covers up and stuff um, and I did really well. And um, I was just like, oh, I might as well just start properly writing my own music and all that. 
Um, but obviously that was kind of when gigs and stuff weren't happening. So my first gig back after lockdown, which I classed as like one of my first proper gigs, um, was supporting Champlain in Manchester. So mm-hmm. and obviously they're quite a big band. Mm-hmm. So from from that, like I don't think it has been a case of I've been contacting people. Like I don't think I've ever really contacted anybody to yeah. kind of get gigs. They've always just kind of come to me, which which is like I'm very lucky in that sense. I know a lot of people that is that do have to go out of their way to kind of message people and thingy. Yeah. And I do think like if it wasn't for lockdown, I would be having to do that. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of everything just fell into place. It's really difficult for 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 artists and particularly soloists. It used to be difficult for soloists, but it seems like since the insurgence of people like Sam Fender and Andrew's doing so well and Ed Sheeran years ago, um, this it, it seems not so much of a big task for a solo artist to, to progress these days. Historically, it's been harder, I think, mainly because there's just one of you. There's not five of you all together that are just yeah. doing all the work and, you know, you know, doing everything. There's one of you that, that's there and you've got to do everything. Um, yeah. I just find that interesting why how the shifts changed from, um there's there's more of a need for solo artists now and and you're seeing them headlining yeah. major festivals like sam yeah yeah i mean it's amazing um i've kind of always grew up around bands or mm. um solo artists that have come from bands like when stephen x went solo but mm. i always think of stephen x like fleetwood mac like i don't think of her as a solo artist yeah um and i think that's the case of like a lot of people i grew up listening to um, but it's great, like, at the moment, like, you've got, and as well, like, you've got so many females, female solo artists that, that mm. are pushing, like, for that kind of um, festival builds, and not even just, like, in pop music, like, you've always got solo artists, like, female solo artists in pop music. Mm. That's just always going to be a thing, but even in the, like, indie scene now, you've got, like, Rianne Downey, you've got Ruby J, you've got there's a lot. You've got Zuzu mm. who's doing yeah. absolutely amazing. I mean, and she's one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Um, you've got Taylor Louise who's who supported Zuzu. I've seen her in Liverpool. She was mm. amazing as well. There's there's a lot of people like it's and it's just great. I think um, that people are kind of not afraid anymore to kind of get that full band sound, but just by yourself. Yeah. But, yeah, hopefully there'll be more solo artists and stuff. Yeah, and there still needs to be more uh, females represented on festival lineups, though. There's still work to be done. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely getting there. Um, I think, like, Isla White did really well this year. There was, you know, there was always a female on stage Mm. pretty much every time of the day, which was great. Yeah. under this feeling stage, there was so many females. It was, you know, there was me, Crawlers. Rianne was meant to be playing, but she was ill, I think. Um, Coco on the Lost. There was there was a lot, you know. I feel like I'm missing about five yeah. acts that I can't think of. But there was, mm. like, there, there was a lot, and that's great. And I just think if every festival could really push on getting more females on there I think it would just be great and it's it's not because I'm just a feminist like yeah. I, I think it's like females are generally doing really great music at the moment and yeah. you know I just don't understand why they're not 
being put like on the festival bills and stuff when like they're more than capable of doing it. There seems so, to be a lot yeah. of re- repetition with lineups these days. Stereophonics seem to play every festival every year. Um, you know what yeah, I mean? That, you know, I mean I'm, that kind of stuff. I I'm love just like, <laughs> oh, well, I know, I, yeah, I know you do. That's that's a, that's a, the, probably the worst example of a band I could have picked because I know you're a big fan of them. Um, I, 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 I saw your socials when you couldn't get to the gig, and I've just remembered about oh, that. Oh, that was the most stressful time of my life. I cried <laughs> yeah. about twenty times that day. Oh, that was the most stressful thing. Honest to God, like I got told the day before, they were like, "Oh, do you want to come to Stereophonics? I got a free ticket." Yeah, like, yeah yes. go Um and then, like, I woke up and I think there was, like, a snowstorm or something. Mm. Anyway, all my trains got cancelled <laughs> back to yeah. Wales and I was like, oh, God, like, seriously. And then I was like, oh, there's there's a coach going from ah. Manchester to Llandedno. So I was like, oh, buzzing. Got down to Manchester City Centre, ready to go. I was sitting there for about an hour and the coach just never turned oh, God. <laughs> And I was like, oh, are you serious? Like, oh, it was the most stressful thing ever. And like, I and I've just brought it about, back up again. Sorry about that, mate. It wasn't intentional. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, I think about, I spent about two hundred quid on travel that I never got. Even, <laughs> I never even got to the gig. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So that's probably the worst example to use. But you know what I mean. <laughs> Some of the festivals do look quite similar these days as well. Yeah, which, yeah. which I'm not. It just doesn't get you. It, the lineup's not everything with the festival because the festival environment is just amazing in it and, and you kind of yeah, like yeah. You, you have the best intentions of watching all these bands when you get there but when you get there the excitement of it all and the experience and the people around you is precious uh, as is yeah. as, as as great as the bands around you I suppose um, yeah it's yeah I mean like I always think like the festival is not just like as you said it's not just mm. the lineup it's always like who you is and where it is and you know the weather and I think if it's raining it just makes it better because it's just like mm. everyone's just I think when it starts to rain you just kind of lose like every sense of care in the world to yeah. what you look like or it's just all about enjoying it and that's what I love getting about through it together it's just, yeah exactly like you know it's it's mad the festivals it's like there's nothing like festivals yeah um and and I think it's mad like how like how different every festival is like mm. this year i went to like i went to leeds festival i went to neighborhood weekender and then i went i played in either white and i went to like an, like a few other things as well and they're all so different mm. and you'd think like i feel like everybody that doesn't go to festivals will not understand that you know you do you do have your favorite festivals doesn't matter what the lineup is it's all about like you're still gonna go the memories anywhere. you have there mm. with like with your friends and yeah it's just the atmosphere is so different with every festival and i love that you seem to have got a good head on your shoulders because when, when i'm because you, you supported but when you support people it it feels to me like it, it's been heavily considered and it might not have been because you you supported johnny brown recently a friend of the podcast and yeah I've, yeah i've interviewed johnny i love the guy um <laughs> oh, he's you, amazing. You, you just seem to be doing making really good choices at the minute so uh, how, oh, how, how 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 I'm always fascinated in when, when I see somebody doing well and I see somebody that's making good decisions of how they get round to making good decisions because I've not always made the best decisions in life and I'm 43 and I'm just getting, I think I'm just about getting there where I'm, I, might be, I might be all right. So how does somebody, how, how do you, you know, 
make these decisions. What what's going on in in Megan world? To, uh, to I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Megan, help me out. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm obviously learning every day. Like, mm. I, I'm only 17, so. But I think it's just, um, kind of not associating yourself with people that's kind of had bad press and stuff. Okay. I mean, not not even in the sense of like, you know, maybe they've done some bad decisions or whatever. I mean, I'd never hold anything against them. Like, mm. we're all human, whatever. Um, but I think I, I kind of, I, I'll always accept like gig offers if, if I love like the music that mm. the headliner makes. I okay. think that's kind of what I base um pretty much every gig I do off like yeah, that's cool. I don't think I'd ever play anything where I wasn't like enjoying the music that the mm. band made or something like that like I think like everyone I've supported or whatever like Trampoline, Andrew Cushion, Keys, Johnny Brown like I love all their music and mm. I like I look up to them in a sense of they're just phenomenal musicians and phenomenal yeah. songwriters. And I think I'd like if I ever get the chance to be surrounded by people like that, then I am gonna take it. Um but yeah, I think I mean this feeling helped me out a lot. Like I get just mm. random gig offers and they'll kind of tell me like, oh maybe don't do that one. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it's all it's all about learning and it's all about meeting people and I'm learning every day, like, you know. I'll, I'll just ask people and people are like more than happy to help me yeah. out. Like I've messaged Andrew so many times. I feel like <laughs> help. What does that mean? Like in, in an yeah. email or something. And he's always helped me out or, you know, even, even the case have like, you yeah. know, everybody's just really happy to help you. And I think if I didn't have like so many people around me in a sense of that, I've got like a lot of friends in the industry through mm. just gigging and stuff, then I feel like I would have made a lot of bad decisions by now. <laughs> Oh, but well done, mate. Well done. And I also wanted to Thanks. say a personal well done and how you dealt with that stupid troll on Twitter recently. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, hate comments, like, uh, it, it was like my first hate comment, so I was actually oh, okay. buzzing. Like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I've uh, made it. I was on the train. No, I was like, <laughs> yes, I've made it. It's buzzing. <laughs> um, yeah, I was on the train off to Liverpool, mm. um, had a meeting there. And um, I got off the train and I was like, oh, some, somebody's uh, quote tweeted it on on Twitter. And I was like, oh, it's a hate comment. Oh, I was yeah. buzzing. <laughs> but um, I mean, I, I retweeted it anyway. And just, just yeah. because I found it like funny what she said, like, um, you know, going on about like how somebody looks and stuff. Yeah. And there was a few things about me having lip fillers, which I'm not even old enough to, to get fillers or anything. Like you have to be 18. Like, yeah. I'm not even 18 yet. So, um, I mean, I personally just found it quite funny. Um, but the only reason why I retweeted it and kind of brought attention to it was just because I feel like people don't realise that like smaller artists get kind of hate mm. comments. And I think, you know, I think, a lot of people that do get hate comments kind of don't know how to deal with it. And I think, I think I kind of know how to deal with that kind of things. Not, not through music. Like, I mean, hate has always been a thing, like coming yeah. from a small town, people are 
quite narrow-minded and they don't mm. anything kind of out of the ordinary they kind of hate on which which is like which is normal in any small town yeah. um so i kind of i just wanted to joke about it and um the love i got from that was just insane like there's so many people that you know stood up for me and that was like that was never my intention at all like i, I never mm. retweeted it with like wanting people to give me love or anything that's not what i wanted like but i'm so grateful that people were there for me and it's it's mad like how like quickly people were to just you know reassure me and stuff not that i needed the reassurance yeah but it's like you know it's great to see that maybe um well not maybe like definitely love always wins over like hate and stuff mm. um but yeah i'm blocked by that person although so i, I think oh, i won yeah. that one <laughs> well it, you, you could have easily just bitten couldn't you and, yeah, and mean, carried it on and it, it go a completely different way and you used humor you retweeted it you quoted a sam fender song uh, i can't remember exactly <laughs> what you said but you dealt with it really well in a humorous way and it ended up you know, turning a real like potential negative into a massive positive with over sixty five thousand yeah. views. So I just, you know, I just personally wanted yeah. to say well done on oh, thank turning you. that thanks around, that. mate. Oh, thanks. How, yeah, how, how I mean, you, I'm, how do you feel? I'm it glad like I didn't went? Yeah. Do you know what? It, it's insane. Like I was reading that comments and like if, not that comments, but I was reading like all the love comments and I was like so overwhelmed. Yeah because I was just not expecting that reaction from people. And I was like nearly tearing up. Like some people were just so, so, so nice. And they like, they took time out of their day to make sure that I was okay. And that's, that's yeah. like means everything to me. And like, I think that's something that is really great about music is that, you know, that like a subtle thing can make somebody feel 10 times better. Like, and I just think, like, that's the only thing that you can, like, do in the world is yeah. just be nice to people. And, you know, the, the amount of people that, you know, messaged me or, you know, even tweeted about it. And, yeah, I mean, it's great. And I hope, like, that that person that tweeted about it realised that love does always win and, you yeah. know, you don't have to hate on people. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, um but I mean, that's always going to happen. Like hate is always going to be a thing. And I think the way I kind of deal with it is just realizing that no matter what you do in life, like people are going to hate. So you might as well do what you love. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's it's been nuts. Like I literally, like I still read those comments like today and it's been like a few days now since that all happened. Yeah. And it's just mad. Like it's so mad to me that that many people were just so kind to me. Yeah. And yeah. Well, you, you took it one step further this week as well. You commented on, on the, uh, what's she called now? The girl that, uh, Molly May. Um, you should have, I was just having a nosy on your, on your yeah, socials yeah. and you commented on, on, on that particular, um, social thing that got took off. A lot of people, what is it with people that, the, you know, that, that girl is probably in a privileged position money-wise, and she made some comments yeah. about working hard and all that kind of stuff. And you commented on your socials just around, you shared it saying, you know, this girl, it, was, it, was it linked with, um, what's she called, the girl that? 
Caroline Flack. Around, yeah, Caroline yeah. Flack, that kind of thing. So so you, you took it to another level again, seeing seeing somebody that could potentially be affected mentally by that and sharing yeah. sharing differently to what all the trolls and all the people that just like to be excited about something happening online that, you know, they're, they're just... Yeah. What What is it with people out there that just can't wait for something like that to come into the stratosphere and get involved with it and, and, and just make it into this horrible mass social media fucking horrible place? Do you know what? I, I like, I think, like, especially with, like, someone like Molly May, um, I think, you know, I find it so weird, like, with... You know, I've not watched the interview, like, I'm, you know, I'm whatever. Like, yeah. I don't really watch interviews and stuff. But, um, I mean, I've heard other things she said. And I generally think, like, she, she's just a young girl. Like, she's, mm. I think she's, like, 22 or 23. Yeah. And, like, I think these people need to remember that, like, yeah, she might be privileged with money and all that. But, I mean, like... She, she is only 22 at the end of the day and like no matter what kind of person or whatever you said I don't think anyone deserves hate like mm. that is like the lowest thing anyone can do is you know spread hate and there's just no need for it like obviously I'm hoping like now she, she like reflects on what she says and um, like what she said and kind mm. of learns from it but it's also like People need to consider that she is only 22 and, you know, anybody could easily say something as stupid Christ, as Christ, if if, if if somebody had written down everything I've said from when I was born till now, I think I'd just be cancelled every week. It'd just be ridiculous. Exactly, yeah. I mean, the whole cancel culture thing is just, it's mad to me because I think people forget that these people are actually people. Mm. Like, they are just normal people at the end of the day. And, you know, people will turn on and say, well, yeah, they decided to present themselves online mm. and expose themselves to this. But it's like, it's the same, It's exactly the same as someone deciding to work in an office job. Like, yeah. it's completely up to you what you do with your life. And I just don't think that anyone should be putting hate out there. Like, I, like, I just don't think it should be a thing but it's the worst side it of, it's the worst side of social media it allows people that have got probably not much going on in their lives to hate on somebody that for not for not much of a reason just to get some kind of energy out of their system and place it onto somebody else i don't get the mentality of that i, I just yeah. I, I hate seeing it and i i recognize it and i try you know i, I I have to stop myself sometimes as well. You know, I'm not perfect at all. I'm, I'm, all, I've got, I've got a mouth. I'm always got to be, and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get better at sen- not censoring myself, but saying things in a different way uh, than what I would do even a year ago. All the time, I'm always trying to yeah, improve with that I kind mean, of stuff. But there's not. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say again. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like I think going back to that, like when I was younger, and thinking like that like these people on the internet like they had these massive followings and stuff mm. and same with musicians and stuff i think that people don't think that they read these messages mm. um it's just a release like, for some people in it and they don't know the, the yeah, consequences of doing mad, it like i find these people that do say these things i feel like you know they would never say it to your face no and it's it's really mad like i, I don't get what what people get out of it and um yeah it's just it's it's mad and i think 
people just do need to consider. And that's this is not just because I've experienced it. Um, you know, I do consider myself quite strong in that sense. Like mm. I don't really let what people say get to me. Mm. Um, but a lot of people, especially to like the extreme Molly Mays on, like she's got like millions of followers. Mm. And if you think about it, like, like what one person may tweet will just add to what everybody else has said. Mm. And yeah, I don't agree with what she said, but at the end of the day, I think people just do need to consider that she is just a normal girl at the end of the day that said something stupid and people just do need to realise that what you say or what you do does have an effect on other people. The, the media don't help either because the media probably uh, puts out into the socials that this privileged white girl has said this about homeless people when she's got all this money and all that kind of stuff. Why don't they just... Uh, I, I saw it quote yeah. as a, why don't you just buy a house? But I don't think she actually said that. Um, so the media, no. the, the media just proper makes things worse as well. So there's responsibility from everyone, and I'm fully aware of that. Running RGM, that you know these kind of things, you, you just need to be careful with that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's definitely. Just, we, we just have more. There should be more consideration. There should be more regulation in on social media. So I'm pro people uh, showing like like you would if you're opening a bank account up. Show your ID to open up a, a social media account. I can't, yeah, I can't yeah, see any problem definitely. with that. And then, nah, and then if you cool. and if you say something bad to somebody, then that's on you. You've had it basically because you've documented online something horrible. Yeah, and, and I think well, that I would stop it. Well. I would stop a lot of it. Yeah, is um like these apps and stuff. I think there's a massive um like blame on like like people like Instagram and Twitter mm. and all these like platforms themselves where like during COVID they could flag up, you know, anytime you like type the word COVID, there would be mm. like COVID information yeah. coming up. Yeah. Why is that not a thing with hate? Mm. Like why is someone spreading a hate comment? Why are they not like why is there not an article coming up about what spreading a hate comment can do to people? Mm. I, I don't get it, but I think like definitely in the next year that definitely does need to happen. Yeah. Like and they, they've shown that they can do it with COVID, so I don't get why they can't do it with hate and stuff. But, there should yeah. be more people like you in the world turning hate into love, my friend. And I, I, see, I, see, I see it all the time at RGM, because sometimes I get stuck in the middle a little bit. Even with bands that are put on live, they might submit their music through to RGM, and then somebody, one of our reviewers, and we've got about 20 different reviewers, so they've all got different personalities, different backgrounds, different views on music. One of them might yeah, review yeah. the band and not give, not necessarily give them a favourable re- review. Um, but when they don't give them a favourable review, I insist that that reviewer is uh, it offers constructive feedback to try and help that artist. That's basically the heart yeah. of what we try and do at RGM. So sometimes I get stuck in the middle of putting a band on live and RGM's not given a favourable re- review before. That's a fascinating uh, relationship to have with a band and one that's quite difficult at times. But what I think a band doesn't realise is that it doesn't really matter. And what, what I found as no. well, because I... Uh, because I link every review, I link to uh, Amazon Music. So I, I see who clicks on the music after, uh, how many clicks a, an artist will get from a review. I see that data. Yeah, yeah. I see that data. And what bands don't understand is, in general terms, when a band's not had a great review, the, the people reading it make up their own minds anyway. 
and 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 if they think yeah. oh that's quite harsh i'll check them out the, the more i i well they get more clicks through to amazon music <laughs> than any other kind of reviews that we do yeah it's like it's and they get more way, downloads like, they get and people just want to make up their own mind it, so it doesn't really matter what yeah. we put you've got attention to your band it, and you will get more downloads people don't understand that yeah like and i think it's the same with like people that like on twitter that do spread hate it's mm. like that woman probably got me like half of the views i got because people mm. saying who's this woman that's spread a hate yeah. comment about this girl right let's listen to it let's you know yeah exactly let's see if what she says is true um, I wouldn't put us in the spreading hate, like spreading hate category. Trying to just, be constructive with feedback, I'd put us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like it's mad, and I think, I mean, I consider any kind of sharing of like any song I do, whether it's mm. uh, positive feedback or negative feedback, I'm grateful for it yeah. anyway because it's exposure, and yeah. you know, and also I think bands and musicians, and I mean. Like anybody that puts themselves out there needs to remember that everyone has their own opinion and you're putting it out there for people to make an opinion. If like you're, a, if you're a in a band an and, and you're precious that somebody's going to have a different opinion to what you think about your own music, then you're in the wrong industry. You want, Those type of bands yeah. don't tend to last as long as the bands that share negative reviews as well as embrace them and have fun with them like you did with that troll. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about like, I think people just don't realise that, you know, there is a lot more to the music industry mm. than just, like, having a love for music. Like, you know, like, it's. I find it weird, like, when bands kind of take offence to when people don't like their song because it's like, mm. I can guarantee you that person can name a band that they don't like. Oh, yeah. and it's, it's exactly the same and it's like you have an opinion on another band so why can't someone have an opinion on you it's yeah. that's what you're asking them to do at the end of the day you know yeah. you don't put music out there for like no one to form an opinion on it like whether it's positive or negative you know obviously you would prefer the positive feedback but at the end of the day you're kind of you're putting it out there mm. for people to form an opinion so i mean yeah it's just like you have to have quite thick skin in this industry. Like, doesn't matter. I mean, doesn't matter what industry you're in. If you're putting yourself mm. out there, you have to. And yeah, I mean, if you can't handle that, then you're probably in the wrong industry. And that's like, as like bad as that sounds, you know. I don't really know where I'm going with this, but no, you've you've, like, you've 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 summed it up nicely there. It's you know, yeah. it's it's it, it's the hardest industry in the world, and if and if you're going to be fickle about it, you probably won't last that very last long. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like quite sad because you know you've got some great bands and like that just can't take mm. negative things, which you know because it's not a normal thing to kind of take negative things. Like it's mm. it's not you know it's it will automatically make you feel bad. But um, I think you just need to remember and just kind of get over it as bad as that sounds but mm. once you kind of develop that thick skin for it and just get over what somebody said then 
you know, you can just move on to the next thing. And, and, what if, it, I and if it is really well, getting you down, speak to friends as well, because mentally it might exactly, not be the best thing yeah. for you as well. Be, be open about it and talk to people around you, because they'll have many experiences that you're having as well that they'll share back with you and make you feel better about it as well, if it is really getting exactly. you down. Yeah, one thing I saw, like, once once I retweeted that tweet was there were so many bands that I'd necessarily never even spoke to, like, I knew mm. of them, and some quite big bands as well, like, um, that, you know, reached out to me. I was just like, don't worry about it. Like, it's mm. normal in the, in the industry to, to get that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, I think it's just... Every band does get it. Everyone gets it. Like, you know, you probably get it. Like, as a oh, as a God. writer, and this this time last like, year, we had a public argument with 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 other people that are in the industry, and it was and it was documented over several podcasts. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. looking at the archives in the last season. You know, it's all on there. Um, yeah. But reflecting back on that experience, it probably should have done behind been better done behind closed doors. But closed doors, I, yeah. I'm I'm always one to say. I, I, I don't mind things being public because I've got nothing to hide. Yeah, yeah. So so I don't mind being in the wrong because I'll admit it when I'm in the wrong. I don't mind people disagreeing with what we do at RGM. People don't agree with us charging packages to be on RGM. Fair enough, whatever. Yeah. Um, we, yeah. Pay, we pay writers where uh, the bigger magazines, Louder Than War, uh, Crash, they don't pay some of their writers and they're a lot bigger than what we are as a magazine, but we yeah, pay yeah. the majority of our writers so so we we we're just doing things our way and we it's just how it is people yeah, are different it is yeah yeah right. i mean yeah should we, talk, should we talk about your new music then eh? yeah let's do that well then talk oh, about, i'm so excited what you've got what have you got coming up what's what can you tell us about this new tune that is it new tune tunes tune is it one tune. song okay. um <laughs> I mean, I can't say loads because I've not okay. actually announced it yet. I've yes. kind of teased it. Okay. Um, it was meant to be coming out <laughs> in two weeks, but we pushed it back because of COVID. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it'll be coming out sometime next month. I'm not going to say when. I'm not going to yep. say what it's called or anything. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's kind of... Um, it's, hard when you, it's hard when you can't say a lot about it, innit, to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> I'm trying to think what I'll get screamed. This at is all training for the music industry for when you're when you're on when you're <laughs> yeah. on like a proper teleprogram and you've and you've got to talk about something that you're not allowed to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't even think I was going to say that it's coming out next month, but oh well. Oh yeah, I've done it now. I mean, I've kind of said anyway. So you've said online um, that you're recording, haven't you? So it's so it's it's reasonable yeah, to, I mean, to think you're going to have a single out soon. Coming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's inspired by. Um, Courtney Barnett, mm. I think that's how you say her name. She's an Australian. I think she's Australian anyway. Yeah. Um, but she's the one that kind of inspired this song. Um, and yeah, I think like if you listen to Courtney Barnett's stuff, um, when you listen to this next song, mm. I think you will hear the inspiration and just the kind of I took inspiration in the way she wrote because. I kind of got really bored of the way I was writing mm. and I was hating everything that I was writing at the time. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, um, Michael Gale actually sent me, uh, he manages the DMAs. Mm. Um, he sent me um, Courtney Barnett's music and 
I just fell in love with it and I was like wow I love and I'd never heard anything like any kind of music that was written in the same way that she writes mm. um so yeah it's kind of I took a lot of inspiration from her and obviously people like Fleetwood Mac because you know I'm, everybody knows yeah. I'm like the biggest Fleetwood Mac fan 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 mm. <laughs> um and yeah it's kind of I, I don't know how to like describe it it's kind of indie pop country it's a bit it's a but you can tell like it comes from the same family as polaroid like it's definitely that's what i'm gonna say i'm gonna say how different is it to polaroid your last single how 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 much of a change or is it not much of a change um i mean like the people that's heard it have said that you can tell like it's my sound and that's what Mm. i wanted to kind of achieve with this one because i think the follow-up singles much harder than the actual like baby single that you release him because you know wait wait till you get into albums mate (laughs) yeah it's like (laughs) it's like this is like the single is what i think people will start to form a proper opinion on my sound um Mm. and whether they like it or not but yeah i mean it's kind of i wouldn't say it's, it's it's not the same but it's similar and you can tell it's my sound yeah. and um, it's related to it in a way. I'd say, yeah. I'd say the cousins. <laughs> right. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing it and we'll definitely be covering it thank on RGM, you. mate. Um, oh, thank you. So um, we're, we're here to supporting you all the way, mate. I'm coming to oh, watch you play you. Denton next week. Yeah. Yeah. You're playing in Denton. It's, it's, I can walk to it from yeah. my house. So I'm going to come, oh, and, buzzing, yeah, I'm come, come and watch you supporting yeah. Roller. So I'll come down and say hello. Yeah, I'm excited and, um, for is there anything else, any, anything else that you, uh, that you, that you'd like to share with, um, people in the Megan Wynn world? Um, I mean, I've got a lot of gigs coming up in February, March. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm supporting John Power with Andrew Cushion. Mm. Uh, tickets are nearly sold out for that. So if you want to come, it's in Scunthorpe. Um, and yeah, please come down. Um, same with supporting the Skinner Brothers in Cardiff, wow. which I'm so excited for. I'm such a big fan of them. I've only just Lovely got into them. Well. I've oh, only just got amazing. into them. So I'm like, I'm like, yes, I found a new band. It's great. Oh, they're honestly like, I mean, I'm good friends with them anyway. Mm. Um, but yeah, I met them at Isle of Wight and they're just the nicest lads mm. ever. Like, they're so down to earth and yeah, the, their music is phenomenal. Like, I do think Zach is like one of the best songwriters I've ever met in my mm. life. Um, and yeah, I'm so excited to meet them. Like, their energy on stage is uh, not meet them, uh, support them. I mean, yeah, um, yeah, like their energy on stage is just insane. Um, but yeah, that's I don't think that's far from selling out either, and that's in Cardiff and Kubivarbach. So if you want to come down to that, um, get your ticket. And... Check your socials out. You've got loads going on, aren't you? Yeah, working yeah. Out, working yeah, as hard as you can at it, just cracking on. Right. So socials. I mean, this is a bit of a hard one. I've got two Instagrams, which I've just oh, have you? Okay. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, one of them was meant to be a music one, and then everyone's followed my other one. Oh, you're trying you're trying to separate the the music from the personal side of things. I mean, now I've just kind of merged them, but at the start I was kind of like, right, that's my music and that's my thing. But I mean, there's there's no point. There's Mm. nothing else going on in my life except music, so I might as well (laughs) just put it on both. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, my Instagrams are at Megan Music and at Megan Win, and then my Twitter's at Megan Win, and then my Facebook is just Megan Win Music. 
I think. Well, and TikTok's my gummy music, but I don't really post on there. It's just pretty much videos we, of me drunk with my friends. I'm going <laughs> to try and get better at TikTok with our gem this year. I'm going to try and get that, my head around that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's my kind of aim. But it's also like I am a 17-year-old girl and <laughs> I do go out with my friends and it ends yeah. up just being like random videos of just me and my friends and yeah. not much music <laughs> and then the occasional singing video yeah but people just, people want yeah. to see the personality people want to know what yeah like. people I mean, people will like that i think yeah if you want to see some personality follow me tiktok <laughs> um yeah but yeah that's pretty much all my socials i think well thanks for joining us down for the podcast well thanks for yeah. having me very much Had appreciated uh really enjoyed um watching you blossom and you know uh, i'll continue following your career and wish you all the best with it and yeah thank you cheers thanks for having me yeah thanks megan i hope you enjoyed the chat ladies and gentlemen it's what it's all about getting to know these people within the industry sharing stories it is the rgm experience so we just want to share all of your experiences out there So next week, ladies and gentlemen, I can announce that we've got Ben Robinson, director from Kendall Calling, talking to us about his experience through lockdown, having to make a decision to not put the festival on, all the difficulties that went on behind the scenes, tough times for festivals. Uh, so that's a great episode coming next week, ladies and gentlemen. He's a musician as well. He's brought three albums out over lockdown. And we delve into... Hello Cosmos, one of his bands as well, which is something different. It's nice. But yeah, join us next week, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining this week, of course. If you're a new listener, Megan's brought you along. Thanks for joining us. Keep in touch. Just press a little subscribe. It's all free, then ours. Join us every week for Frank to ta- Frank ta- Chats. I can't speak. It's been a long week. Frank Chats with people in the music industry. Thanks again for your time. Cheers, guys. See you next week. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe. Tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support. And we'll see you next week.